Feast High. What's up, folks? It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we are talking about Minute 32 of High School Musical 2. Minute 32 starts out with Gabriella holding the note for here and ends with Troy helping Gabriella down while they're singing You Are the Music and Me. Wow, they're still singing this song. This yep. godforsaken song. So there's a... Uh. Um, I know last minute we were talking about uh, I've got the music in me and what it could potentially be that we're being reminded of. Kiki D has a song called I've Got the Music in Me, as well as... And then you just referenced the song magic I've Got the Magic in Me. By B.O.B. featuring Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. Bob. I don't actually know if it's B.O.B. or Bob. It's. I think it's B.O.B. because there's punctuation. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't super matter. <laughs> I mean... No, but, not, but not every name is defined by like the punctuations or the symbols. Like pink has an exclamation point at the end, technically. But you don't say pink every single time. Uh, Panic at the Disco is a very deci- divisive, like decisive <laughs> exclamation point versus non-exclamation <laughs> point. So, Or like ASAP Rocky isn't like a dollar sign app Rocky. <laughs> like you could just say it. Yeah, I'm trying to think like ACDC, you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> AC Lightning Bolts DC. <laughs> anyway. So, They're still singing this song. Yeah, Troy actually um, frustratingly grabs the sheet music again. And, and he actually very briefly looks at it, like hot second looks at it. <laughs> Why are we keeping up this pretense? Like, let's just abandon it and just say, oh, we're we're just singing a song that we magically know. Why? They're so we don't caught bother. up in the music that they don't even need the lyrics, despite never having heard the song before. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I They've mean, they got that, the that's music very... in them. It, that's musical rules, I feel like, too. Yeah. Um, musical rules. You had a funny statement about this after you watched this minute that I told you to save for the pod. Do you oh, want to yeah. share? This, this super applies in this minute is when a bunch of other people walked into the room. We'll get to that in a second. But the uh, background vocals really kick in and it gets kind of this gospel-y sound. And so I said, this song should be in Sunday School Musical, not High School Musical. I never, I still have not seen the f- entirety of Sunday School Musical. <laughs> so I can't say whether the quality of the song is better. Oh, the, the quality of the song is better. But um, even the idea of like, oh, just a bunch of people being in a room and singing for almost no reason plot wise. It's just like, oh, this is where a song would happen. So here we go. That, that also reminded me of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, a cel- like, there's some celebratory nature of youth culture here, or, like, the frivolity or spontaneity of youth culture wrapped up in this song. What? That I don't quite know where I'm going. What, what do you so, mean? Like, their friends walk in, like, they see them... They see them singing, like Taylor peeks in through the door of the kitchen, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're singing, and they like wave, and- um, <laughs> They probably heard them singing first. They probably did, but <laughs> they join behind the piano, and they're all having a good time, like even Chad's smiling and dan- like 
bobbin. Jason's got his arms wrapped around Martha and Zeke, which is pretty precious. Just just to explain. So Taylor like peeks her head through the win- the not the window, the door, and then Kelsey kind of like waves them in, like, come on in. And then Taylor's like, come on, come on, let's go. And then we see Martha and Jason and Zeke and Chad are all there as well. They all hop behind the piano with Kelsey to pretend that they're reading the music. As if like, oh, let's read that like let's read this music so we can sing along as if that matters as we've been talking about as if they're the ones singing the na na na's despite the fact that those have been going on longer than they've been in the room yeah the background vocals have already been there and we do not hear you know the background vocals get a little louder but we do not hear like any new voices it in the background it doesn't sound track. like their voices like we've heard their voices yeah be like pulled out before and it doesn't sound like that yeah it's it's also very confusing because we don't, and we were talking about this briefly before, we actually don't know any of these characters to be diegetic singers. Yep, nope, it's 100% true. And also the fact, so not just them, the, their question of singing, Troy and Gabrielle had never acknowledged that they're in the room. <laughs> well, that makes sense. They're lost in each other's eyes. Like six more people just entered the room. Well, it does raise a point because Troy is probably still a little nervous about singing in front of people, especially because he just said he's not a singer anymore. And also he's doing the dumbest dance moves. Like he's literally (laughs) crouching behind a piano as if he's like coyly going to jump out at Gabriella while his friends all walk in. And it's so cringe. Why is he pretending to be like a little troll? (laughs) He's like, I'm going to sneak you little boy. (laughs) He's also Yoda, apparently. (laughs) So there's not only that, but there's also like he does this spin move on the piano, like where he pushes himself up and then he does a spin and then he goes back down. Jack Efron would have been a good Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I I, yeah, I can't argue with that. That I still think Sebastian Stan, but and Mike Bolton as Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Let's. Cast Star Wars <laughs> is but but or, then if, or, if Gabriella's Princess Leia, no, then someone else has got to be. No, I was thinking is Gabriella Padme, in which case Troy. So so she's his mom. No, Troy, no, Troy is, Troy Anakin, is Anakin, and then Mike Bolton is Watto. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jar Jar in this one, Condra? Uh, Jason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no hesitation there. So, Troy's doing some embarrassing dancing. There's l- more singers than there are in the room. And then Troy lifts Gabriella up onto the piano and joins her and then, like, immediately takes her down. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on and none of it for any reason. They're just so lost in each other, more so than in the music. Like, yeah, they're singing and they're clearly having a fun time singing, but it's more their presence in each other, which I think connects to the lyrics of the song a little bit. They're that like the music has brought them here, that they're going to sing together. They've got the power to sing. The bridge is bizarre. God, that bridge is weird. Yeah. They can't keep it inside. They What they feel, it's... Together we're gonna sing, yeah, we've got the power to sing. What we feel. 
connected in rail, can't keep it all inside. Oh, yeah. Na, 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 na. Oh, yeah. So, stru- like we said, structurally, this song is very dynamic. There's lots going on. The pace changes. The bridge is it- there, for better or worse, you can argue. And there's lots going on on screen to keep young viewers engaged. But this song is, other than it demonstrates that Troy is lying to himself that he is no longer a singer, (laughs) there's no impact. Other than that this song exists, Kelsey wrote it, like that exposition stuff we got before the song started, the ramifications of the song are very minimal. Well, no, there are ramifications because presumably this song is like them acting out the proof that they should participate in this future employee talent show and not just Gabriella and Troy, but everyone, Martha, Taylor, Zeke, Chad, and Jason. I remembered all of their names. I'm so proud um, of you. <laughs> <laughs> will also, for some reason, participate because, and, and we didn't, we talked about how like they're not singers, but all of them coming in and like willingly engaging as if like they're also going to participate later in, in the talent show, maybe like, Chad and Zeke and Jason are gonna sing? They've never showed interest in that. They showed the reverse interest. Well, they were supportive of Troy singing, and Kelsey speculated that they may be willing to dance, except for Chad and Zeke, who she thought might sing back up. Yeah, well, and I think we'll find out later that Chad doesn't like to dance, so... (laughs) Yeah, he (laughs) might don't dance at all. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's just weird. Yeah. That's like my conclusion for like all of this movie. It's just weird. I don't get it. It's very interesting to go at this pace for it. I will say I like keep getting confused about what's happening next and where we are because just the pace is much slower than I realized. Like I know what's coming, but at the same time, I'm like, wait, when is it coming? It's already happening. Like, Fabulous snuck up on me like nobody's business. I thought it was much later. (laughs) But then I'm like, dear God, we're already in our fourth song and there's 11 songs in this movie. Like, where where's all that going? And I don't know. I keep the pacing at this one minute at a time is definitely like throwing me off a little for this one in a way that I haven't felt in a while. It's weird with like uh, not not that this is a bad movie, but it's like weird with like a less less well paced movie. Like this one where it's like, you can kind of just let it glide over you. Like at the end of the day, you're watching a movie. Watching a movie is fun. There's songs and stuff. It just kind of happens. You're not really thinking about it. It's just kind of going. But for this where we're like trying to suck suck the marrow out of every single dry bone, then. No. Um, <laughs> bone cannot be dry and have marrow in it, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought I was kidding that I don't like the phrase drive. <laughs> I really don't. What about the what about the the dead Koopa Troopa dry bones? He's adorable. He's also impossible. What about, what about dry Bowser? Dry Bowser's scary. <laughs> but he's made out of bones. That's why he's dry. He's also impossible. <laughs> um, we're not going to rehash who whatever internet celebrity does has that whole bit about dry bones and dry Bowser. I don't know what you're you know talking, what I'm talking about. about. So, nope. So we're good. Anyway, I feel like we had a lot to say about this song. Oh, I never said, did you notice that when Troy was losing his pants? Yes. <laughs> it's like, boy, After my he... belt. Also, that makes me sound very old. He has a belt on. That's what's, that's the crazy part. Oh my gosh. He, when he jumps up on the piano and then gets down, 
like his shirt has like ridden up and like his pants are hanging a little low. So you can just kind of see his like blue stripey boxers. It's not like a inappropriate or like any weird thing. It's like just kind of there. The sort of thing that you only really notice if you're watching this minute on repeat. Also, I would say that's pretty accurate to the uh, late 2000s. Yeah, yeah. That's the other <laughs> thing I was going to say. Um, God, that was just, such a weird normal. trend. Why did that trend exist? Well, there's like a cultural appropriation aspect to it, but... No, I know that. I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> I know, but... We got to say it. Call it out where we see it. Anything else you got on High School Musical? Um, no, because we talked so much about it last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do, would, would you say there's a key change here at all? Like, we're getting towards the end of the song. Do you think there's... we've really had a key change at all? I, I actually couldn't super tell... It seems like it's just kind of all in the same thing. It just it's just been building or sonically in like other a ways. Step? Like even a small no, step. No, because it even a small step is a key change. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. It felt like it maybe a couple minutes ago that there was like a slight step because Gabriella just yeah, rocketed. I, it's not it hasn't been as obvious as some of the other songs that they've done. Okay. Where it's like, oh key change. Yeah. Um sometimes it's really noticeable, sometimes it's like, well, it happened, but it kind of snuck in there. Okay. Um so yeah, yeah. That's, are you ready for our decom of the week segment or our non oh, yes. high school musical segment? I believe we are crossing some properties over together this week. I do believe we are. Are we crossing them into a Christmas thing or just in general? I think just in general, unless after we hear our two things, we feel the need to to make it holiday. <laughs> to spice it up a little bit more. <laughs> or genre it as well. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Um, I chose the television show Lizzie McGuire. Okay. And I was looking for uh, a 1950s, 1960s live action film. So I went with The Absent-Minded Professor, which is <laughs> the original Flubber. Okay. Um, I've never seen that. But you know the general concept of Flubber, right? I know there's like there's like some goo that has magical properties. Yeah, so it's this professor who in, uh, invents a rev- revolutionary flying rubber. Um, it allows his car to start flying and allows his basketball team to victory with flubber-enhanced boots. And uh, at the same time, like he's got a girlfriend that it cannot he can cannot be successfully woo like he she cannot successfully woo him because he's so focused on this flubber and. Um, Crooks are also trying to steal the formula. So it's this guy who's so focused on his work and like just improving his college basketball team and just like <laughs> having fun with this zany rubber that um it's from 1961. It's black and is it black and white? I feel like it is. What's his name? Ned Brainerd. That's that's the absent-minded professor. So Lizzie McGuire, which is your classic is a show from the early 2000s starring Hillary Duff. As a 13-year-old girl, like like very much middle school aged. Yeah, and it all takes place during middle school. She's just like, she's not particularly cool in school. She's just trying to survive middle school. Mm-hmm. She has her two friends and a little brother that annoys her. Matt, and her parents she's that want to be involved. Life. So, yeah, I mean, it seems to make sense, especially with the time difference. It's just that like... um. Like, this will mostly be about Lizzie McGuire, and then Flubber will come into it. Yeah, maybe, like, so there are some, like, 
adventure kind of Lizzie McGuire episodes. I'm thinking like the Dia de los Muertos episode, which is just a little spooky, but like they find something that activates something. What if just like an initial thought, maybe it's more of like a TV special and they have like a special field trip where they go to visit the local college, which happens to be the former institution of Ned and they okay. they like Lizzie gets bullied by Kate or something in a way that gets her to hide and like she like hides in a classroom or something or she's done something embarrassing and doesn't want Ethan to see or something like that. She runs into like some old closet or something would seem to make sense and she like finds either these old shoes that have flubber on them or, or... like yeah yeah like the old sh- or maybe like one of her shoes breaks or something and she stumbles into this closet to try and like yeah, I don't know why she would take the pair of shoes. I'm trying to think, like, maybe she finds a bottle of this, like, flubber. Or does, like, the brother... Matt? Is the brother there and he finds some shoes? So Matt's still in elementary school. Yeah. Until the last season, and then, like, canonically they're in the same school, but... I'm just presenting you, like, a- an option for, like, Lizzie might not take the shoes in but whatever Matt scenario would. we come up with, but Matt might. Yeah, that makes more sense. Maybe Matt's the one that goes on the field trip and comes home and her parents are like, where did you get those shoes? And he's like, oh, well, I was at the college. And they're like, you stole shoes? <laughs> he's like, yeah, but look what they can do. And like dunks in his kitchen or whatever. <laughs> but and then, then yeah. Uh, yeah, but then it's hard to make it about Lizzie. So yeah, I'm wondering, does she find this jar or does like in Kate? trying to get Lizzie in trouble. They're standing in this, like, science lab, and Kate is trying to, like, get her in trouble, so she just grabs this random jar off the shelves and sticks it in Lizzie's bag, and then Lizzie, like, is on the bus home and is like, oh, what's this in my bag? And they, like, start playing with it, and they find... Because the car starts to fly. I don't know if it's the tires that are flying, or, like, what what are the means for flight? Yeah, have you ever seen The Absent-Minded Professor? <laughs> I've not seen the original, no, but I've seen Flubber, but I know there's a flying car. Like, I... I know a lot about it without having ever seen it. So it it, it doesn't bounce, it just flies? Or is it well, like no, Superman it who's technically jumping, but it's just really far? It also bounces because the basketball team like bounces their shoes and they jump real high and dunk. But the basketball team doesn't fly, so what does the flubber do? It's It's a magic rubber. But can it be magically consistent is all I'm asking? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I, I li- and I like this. I the like substance, this. Here, the substance gains energy when it strikes a hard surface. Okay. So it flies in uh, in a sense. I like this half-hearted prank that Kate does. Kate's this um girl who antagonizes Lizzie because they used to be friends and then they had a falling out. Kate got popular because she got boobs. That was the pretense of it. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember something about Kate blaming Lizzie for like breaking one of her toys, but. It wasn't actually Lizzie's fault. Yeah. Um, weird the specific memories you keep from a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like this idea that Kate's idea of a fun prank to play on Lizzie is just like stealing a jar and putting it in her backpack. That's very vi- middle school. <laughs> it's very middle school and very 2000s middle school TV. <laughs> <laughs> so she finds it when she's in the bus. It seems like we got to save the flying bus for the end. Yeah. Yeah, but so she keeps it in her jar and Gordo and Miranda, they go back to Lizzie's house and they like take a look at it and they pull it out and they're like messing around with it and find it like 
bounces really high or whatever, and then Matt now, sneaks in and tries to steal it. I seem to remember Gordo liking to film things. Yes, he did. Very much so. So he's like taking like little home videos of them playing with the flubber, probably. Mm-hmm. That's part of the context here. Yep. And then Matt comes in and is like, ooh, what's this? And he puts it on his shoes and then he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And Matt getting into trouble at home because of it and like just tormenting Lizzie. But then he does well in his basketball game or something. Matt doesn't play sports. He plays video games. I don't he, know, man. He's he, in elementary school. Eleven year all eleven year olds play sports for to a certain extent. Okay. Anyway, he does. Uh, he doesn't like skateboard or like anything. I know he, he does karate skate- in that one episode. Yeah, he does karate. He might skateboard, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Um, he, he Maybe he just hops over a fence to be weird. Like yeah, like he starts bouncing through his neighbors' backyards and like ruins the azaleas. <laughs> it's like, did did we get a trampoline? I I like this idea of the parents having yeah. a discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we get that a trampoline? Is, that is I don't so think a discussion so. they would have had. <laughs> 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 that's really good. I, that That's exactly what would happen in that show. Um, <laughs> they just shrug and keep cutting vegetables or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and then does someone from the college like call the school the next day or? Maybe like that office they'd went into was being cleaned out because like that professor had finally retired or whatever and was like missing my, my famous bottle the, of the- flubber. Like the 95-year-old absent-minded professor, or? Well, it would have been 30 years later, so he'd have been like 80. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but there's this ancient professor who's like, where's my flubber? Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, I I had this random idea. What if, like, that night the lab gets broken into, and so everyone thinks that the, the thieves stole the flubber, but actually Lizzie has it. Yeah. And now she's being framed for burglary. (laughs) Well, I don't know if she'd be framed for burglary, but like canonically there were crooks after flubber, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so it gets broken into, but the crooks don't have it because Lizzie has it. Mm -hmm. And the professor is so insistent, like, I need that jar back. That is so important to the safety of the world or whatever. And... (laughs) The thieves are driving down Lizzie's street and see Matt bouncing and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> and so then they like break into their house and hold the family hostage. No, I was thinking more a like a little Great dark Muppet for King. Lizzie McGuire. And then and then the cartoon Lizzie goes, oof, now we're being held hostage. Crash. I was thinking more like Great Muppet Caper, where they're working to get the rubber back to, like, she's got to get it back from Matt so they can return it to the professor. And they, like, have to sneak around without the crooks seeing them and stuff. And, yeah, Miranda makes some cookies to distract the crooks or whatever. Yeah. That's the only detail I remember about Miranda. She loves chocolate chip cookies. I don't think she makes them, though. I think she just enjoys yeah. eating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> she just regales them with a story about how much she likes them. <laughs> I feel like she's, like, in the costumes or, like, fashion. She's always okay. got those cool outfits. Ironic that she doesn't go to Italy with them. <laughs> she's in Mexico City visiting her family, <laughs> Tyler. God. <laughs> <laughs> This is the this is the more. great Lizzie McGuire movie humor that people subscribe to this channel for. I know way more about Lizzie McGuire than I thought I did. 
I'm still riding high off of me coming up with a great joke for the parents. Yeah, honestly, it was an excellent joke. So do you think, like, they get it back and he's, like, kind of Santa Claus? <laughs> most Cla- tepid joke. <laughs> they get think- it back from Matt. And they, like, sneak over. Miranda's made them some disguises so they don't get caught. And just at the last minute, like, after they've delivered it, the, the cool kids catch them wearing goofy outfits and they, they don't have time to explain. They just like, yes, we're weird. And they have, like, they're just embarrassed about it. Why does it always end with Lizzie being embarrassed? <laughs> I guess that's her like primary personality trait, but like still. <sighs> okay. That, yeah, that's it's, like it's an special. episode of a show. Yeah, that's a special. <laughs> <laughs> they find some flubber, things go a little wonky, and then they give it back. Perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Done. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than what my original IP was, The Love Bug. (laughs) (laughs) Lizzie McGuire and The Love Bug would, yeah, that'd be a little tougher. Yeah. Is there something where the absent-minded professor goes, oh, you know, sometimes I I didn't realize that there was someone who loved me with me all along. And then he like winks at Gordo or whatever, like. Is Gordo secretly like his great-grandson or something? I don't know. Is Gordo in love with Lizzie? Like, do they kiss in the Lizzie McGuire movie? They kiss in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay. So that that's like, it's foreshadowing that that relationship that like Lizzie doesn't realize Gordo is in love with her. Yeah, that's like the professor doesn't realize the, the girl, his lady his, friend. Yeah. yeah, his actual girlfriend is in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, except like hints, yeah, hints are dropped about Gordo like the entire time the show is running. Oh, okay. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, it's a it's a middle school boy whose two best friends are are girls. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be some tension there. Yeah. Anyway. That was fun. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire is a fun show. It is a fun show. I'm nostalgic for the parent dynamic. <laughs> I know. They're really zany because like, the mom's pretty smart, but she also has her really dumb moments. And the dad is just like normally like he's like the dad from the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> anyway. We've gone zero days without talking about the Fairly Odd Parents, uh, fairly Odd Parents are good. They I like are them. good. I was thinking about the Dinkelbergs the other day, the, mm-hmm. neighbors, the neighbors that are rich because they didn't have kids. children. Yeah. What a joke <laughs> Just a to make. a great way to guilt kids into <laughs> thinking they made their parents poor. <laughs> anyway, clearly not some, something Troy has to worry about because his mom's independently wealthy. Yep. Despite not having a pool at their house, as far as we know. <laughs> or a trampoline. People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us what your favorite Lizzie McGuire is. Not I don't know ep- what that means. Not episode. <laughs> I think you missed a, like episode, movie, moment, outfit. Like, favorite Lizzie McGuire. Hillary Duff. Yeah. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. One time I tweeted that when back when this was trending, oh yeah, you like comedy? Name every key and peel. Same category of joke. Our music was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll catch you next time for I think this is like the ninth time I've used this joke, but we'll catch you next time for hopefully this song ending. You can bet on it. <laughs>